This is Judge Joe Brown. This show is sponsored by MyOliveLeaf.biz, MyOliveLeaf.biz. Ginger Surprise. Please contact Hoshia or visit GingerSurprise.com for details. <laughs> and the Hurricane Report, merchandise and more. Steve Tremaine Lee is with me now to talk through a piece that he wrote for the New York Times 1619 Project. The article is called A Vast Wealth Gap Driven by Segregation, Redlining, Evictions and Exclusion Separates Black and White America. Tremaine, thank you for being here. The piece is incredible. Uh, tell us first off about this project. First of all, it's, it's an ambitious project that it, sure is. It couldn't be a more timely project because we discuss race and reparations. On this 400th year after the first enslaved Africans were dragged to the shores of Virginia, here we are taking a full uh, recounting and reckoning mm -hmm. of American history. So, all right, let's go through this. Your article notes that the black people make up 13% of the U.S. population. They hold less than 3% of the nation's wealth. I know it's not a simple answer, but how did that happen and how can we even begin today to close that gap? Okay, so it's big. So you start with enslavement, hundreds of years of free labor, um, but then coming out of enslavement, um, there was a moment there where the country almost did right by black folks. Mm -hmm. There was an issue by General Sherman and um, approved by Abraham Lincoln to take 400,000 acres on the coast of Florida, Georgia, um, and South Carolina and give them to um, you know recently emancipated black people with the idea that in order to be free, you have to enjoy the access to land right and get economically stable but as soon as Abraham Lincoln was assassinated uh, Vice President Andrew Johnson assumes the presidency mm -hmm. and he rescinds it returns that land where 40,000 black folks had already settled and returned it to plantation owners after that you have generations of violent economic dispossession through um, lynchings through uh, whole communities had expelled black people for for generation after generation. You had in is issues in like Elaine, Arkansas, um, where 215 people were murdered. And this was time and again from community to community, uh, white mobs murdering black folks, taking the land, and those black heirs never received um, their rightful property. Yeah, this wasn't, ever just, again. this wasn't just about taking wealth, this was violent. Do you see any echoes of that? Or are you seeing any of that in our society today? And is it is it coming out to you as a reminder that, hey, this happened a long time ago, maybe some of it's happening now, and how can we kind of come full circle and, and work on fixing this? Well, it, it, you know, it reveals itself in many ways. When it comes to that wealth gap, that's a clear reach back to those early days. We've never gotten on firm footing. So when you talk about access to um, good good loans and housing, right. homeownership isn't a wealth driver. It is the wealth. So for so, for so many generations, black folks haven't had sufficient access to the capital or the wealth, let alone the bias you face in the workplace, the lack of access and opportunities to get jobs. And so we see it in criminal justice, access to quality health care and education, and most certainly the wealth gap. So not much has actually changed. Tremaine, thank you so much. I, you just, we just touched the tip of the iceberg, but thank you so much. It's an incredible article and a really awesome project. Everyone should check out. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much. Thanks so much. Radio d d d DJ. One Nation, One Station. I don't know, Dr. Frazier, did you press the number one, 216-496? I hope that you, 216-496. Please press the number one. Please press the number one. All right, I'm just going to um, just try it. 216 496 2196. This is Dr. Frazier. I did. I'm, I'm on. Hi, welcome. Hello. Welcome. Definitely deserving your response. Thank you. How, how are you feeling? I'm doing wonderful. I'm doing wonderful. Uh, yeah. I've been looking forward to this. So I'm going to um, just kind of step back just a little bit, and I want you to. Um, to start off, let us know how you're feeling, and then give us a, a quick intro, and then yeah, let's just uh, spill over into um, you know your lessons. You said you had some 
a few things that you learned during this uh, this dark hour. So let's start with uh, first your energy. How's how, how are you doing? I'm doing excellent uh, in these very tough times. Uh, unless you were born in 1918 and you're 102 years old, you have not experienced a pandemic. So welcome to the ultimate obstacle in the way. That's how I All feel. Right. <laughs> Can you Perfect. hear me? Perfect. Yes, okay. I can hear yes. you. I can hear you yes. clearly. Thank yes. you. I yes. appreciate that. Yes. Now, if you could just, um, for, just for our listening audience, if you could just tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we're going to, um, yeah, I'd love to hear what you, um, what you texted me. You said there were a few things that you learned regarding corona. Um, so if you could just, uh, yeah, just give us a, a nice little intro before we uh, get started. Okay, well, you're asking me to do something that I feel very, very uncomfortable with, which is talking about myself. Hopefully, my work sorry. Uh, in the last 40 years has, has speaks for me. Um, I'm just modest. I, I really do not, if you do not know me, and uh, just Google me or go on YouTube and put my name, George C. Fraser, on YouTube and everything you want to know. Go on my LinkedIn page. Um, but, you know, I am fundamentally, uh, in its essence, a race man, R-A-C-E. And a race man or race woman that is, has committed, they have committed their time, talent, and treasure into the investment and upliftment of his own people first. And that's what I have committed my life to, everything that I have done, all things Fraser Net Incorporated to include Wins Wealth Building Centers and Curriculum, the Power Networking Conference now in its 19th year, one of the top five conferences in America not to be missed according to Forbes Magazine, uh, and not one of the top five black conferences, but one of the top five of all conferences, and to Fraser Nation Citizens of Generational Wealth, where our citizens are committed to demonstrated excellence, equity, and investment, and entrepreneurial thinking. I've written six best-selling books um, over the last uh, 25 years um, to include success runs in our race, the complete guide to effective networking in the African-American community, click and truths for building extraordinary relationships, and race for success, the 10 best business opportunities for blacks in America. I have given over 2,500 speeches crisscrossing the Pan-African diaspora, and uh, I have 9.5 million frequent flyer miles. So I am deeply committed to all things Pan-African. And uh, I have some profound disappointments uh, that if you'd like for me to talk about that, uh, I'll do that at some point in time in this conversation and some profound um, uh, celebrated and, and, and wonderful experiences historically that uh, we have all witnessed but do not know or understand uh, about people of African descent. We are not what Europeans think we are. They did, they did not uh, pull us from trees eating bananas and civilize us. That is completely wrong. Uh, we, in fact, civilized the world, that we were building pyramids and solving complex engineering problems when other cultures were living in caves eating each other. So, no, they did not civilize us, 
Africans civilized the world. We built, Africans built. Go to Egypt. Egypt is in Africa. It is not in the Middle East. And if you go through the Valley of the Kings and the Pyramids of Giza, you will see painted on those walls black people of every shade that there are uh, at this moment in time. So that's a nutshell of uh, who I am and what I am about. And uh, I don't mean to uh, to hurt anybody's feelings. I'm sure that I didn't. Uh, you have a very, very sophisticated listening audience, but that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Okay. Every place that I have traveled in the Pan-African diaspora, whether it has been Seattle or or Miami, whether it is San Diego, or Maine, whether it is Cape, Cape Town in South Africa, or Lagos, Lagos in Nigeria, or whether it is in the Bahamas, or whether it is in Rio, or in Bahia, where black people are, every place that we are. We are 500 years into this 400 years as enslaved Africans in America, another 100 years as colonized Africa on the continent, the bottom line after 500 years when we have given this world everything that we have, and including the riches of the richest continent in the world, at the end of the day, we still have nothing. At the end of the day, we are at the bottom of every single economic statistic that certainly matters in America, the wealth gap between blacks and whites in America is, is gross and unfair, uh, but accurate, um, of the $120 trillion of wealth in this country. White people control about $110 trillion of that wealth, and black people control about $2 trillion of wealth. So the gap is 10 times, and the numbers are disturbing. We are at the bottom of every single economic statistic in this country, and it is very little difference in any place that I go. Why are African people why are African people God's first people, the second largest race on the planet at 1.6 billion? The first is Asians at 4.4 billion, and the third are Europeans at about 1 billion. Nonetheless, why, 500 years later, are we at the bottom of every single economic statistic, no matter where you travel in the Pan-African world? Yes, there are pockets of those of us who have succeeded and have accumulated some wealth, but it pales in comparison to what Europeans have. For example, there are 35,000 black millionaires don't get excited. There are one and a half million white millionaires. So that disturbs me 
there's something fundamentally wrong with that. I don't believe African people were here to entertain white people and to just excel at singing, dancing, playing football, baseball, or basketball. God bless those that do. I'm not besmirching that. But we are better than that. We can do more than that. We have been here the longest. And as I repeat, we are God's first people. Why are we still at the bottom of everything in this world? That disturbs me deeply. And there needs to be deep, deep understanding, study, and an articulation for the reasons, the profound reasons that we are there. Now, we we can, of course, attribute much of that to 250 years of enslavement, the most egregious form of slavery invented in the history of humankind in another hundred years to achieve civil rights, voting rights, and public access in this country. So 350 plus years of oppression of the African people and another 60 years of colonization and the raping of the continent of its resources. Yes, that's part of the reason, no question about that. We cannot ignore that. But there has to be other reasons. And uh, this is what I plan. I'm 75, and I am planning on spending the rest of my life looking at the deep, deep uh, conscious and subconscious or psychological reasons behind that and mitigating that with solutions. And um, so that's the negative. The positive... Okay. Dr. Frazier joined us for about two hours, and uh, during that time, I played an audio clip of several of our leaders, aka Black Excellence, address the Black wealth gap, reparations, and certain other things. Here's what Judge Brown had to say about that. Judge, welcome, welcome. Hope you're having a great day. Well, thank you, thank you so much. House, hey. I'm here. Yeah, I found you. There's a lot of calls. Thank uh, you so I, I much had for to pressing tune out on. I had to tune out on that plate. I almost puked. Uh, there wasn't anybody they called on there that knows much of a damn thing about the problem. Nobody on there knows anything about organization. And it's just another one of these things of the ignorant leading the ignorant. Last night I was on radio. And this thing was recorded. It went on for five hours. And every now and then, I like to listen to these things instead of being much of a participant, just to see what we are up against. There was a long soliloquy by some, I don't want to use the term that comes to mind, but anyway, this person said the answer to the problem could be acquired if somebody was of enough faith and diligence to go through the Bible and count all of the ands, meaning the word A-N-D, add them up and do the numerology, and that would be the solution to the problem. Somebody else chimed in and said numerology is the key. It's the number four. 
And then we listened to a number of conspiracy theories about boogeymen trying to do all of this, set this up for fun and profit. And it went downhill from there. I have not heard as much ignorance, stupidity, rank superstition, lack of analytical, rational, reasonable, critical, and concerted thought in a long time. And it brought something else to mind. We have a little thing we do these days where we like to call everybody kings and queens, but we forget that where there are places with kings and queens, there's only one of each, and everybody else is a subject and abjectly follows. And I'm thinking maybe black folk don't need democracy. They need a monarchy or a tyranny where somebody tells them what to do. Because the lack of critical thinking that I encounter so often now and in the past is indicative of the fact that we don't uh, we don't work on critical thinking often enough to have developed it as a habit amongst the people. <laughs> it is astonishing. So what the hell is Al Sharpton going to do? What the hell is uh, Kama Sutra Harris going to do? She's not even black. She's a Hindu Brahmin. Nothing wrong with them, but she's fronting off trying to be one of us for our immediate political advantage. What are they going to do about this problem? Now, that black folk have been reduced to the apathetic and pathetic position where their leadership becomes people who are into fantasy distraction and corrupting influence become their spokesmen and leaders is a disgrace. White folk even went there when they had at Charlotte and St. Ron, the Ray gun, who was nothing but a Hollywood fake queer and everything else, get himself involved in the whole process. So they got somebody that gave them make believe and see for 50 years, this country has been propagandized with the glorification of make believe, not as a distraction and an entertainment, but as a reality. And that is our problem. We do not need a T Diddy to be the damn leadership. We haven't had a black leader killed off in 50 years. Because we haven't had him. He's been involved his whole adult life in make-believe and play-acting. He has not been out there. He has not been in a situation where he's had to put his ass on the line to try and get something for his people. He has not put himself in a situation where his life's in danger, not because he's being a damn fool doing some street-cred bullshit, but because he is out there trying to go do something to make fundamental change. He's not been on the line when he's been out trying to do the grunt organization. He's not been on the line when he stands up in front of some agency or whatever and harangues them trying to get them to do right. He's not put himself out there when it comes down to dealing with those things where you can get shot out in the streets, not because you at a damn nightclub with nobody but you and a few select folk can afford to get in the damn thing. But when you're doing the real deal being a soldier, see, you, that, that's what you need to do to be a leader, where you come up with conceptualizations because you have studied, because you are a very intelligent person who also has got cojones and balls and gets out there and starts trying to lead. That's what you put up for leadership. 
And that little specified okay. uh, what what Al Sharpton, uh, James Brown's old Kinderoni uh, boyfriend. Uh, no, we that is nothing. So, so that's Judge, just um, glorification because like the last so many of them, we wants to feel relevant. We need to get somebody out there who's making it happen. And that's and Judge, a shame I am not that a our leadership comes from that corner. Neither am I. Neither am I. Dis- I neither am I disputing anything that you're saying. I'm saying his only it. point was that he was giving his platform so that black people have a place to speak because other platforms didn't necessarily highlight our issues. So I think that that's well, why you know it right I, now. And, but but judge, but you're doing it right yes, now. Are you all over correct. the media? No, because they'd rather but, have something like that that's a distraction. But judge, I now, think that's, that's what he it called, is. Um, Reverend Sharpton, because he, he thought that Reverend Sharpton had the experience and the knowledge, and that's why he Sharpton had Van an Jones ass. moderate. Sharpton is a fake, an ass, and a distraction. He's a so pimp what about preacher Van Jones who's been pimping his people. Rye. Van Jones, give me a break. Angela Rye, give me a break. They couldn't even walk down in the goddamn hood without a bodyguard. All right, Doctor. How are you going to leave the people you can't even walk out in front of them? Yes, sir. No, I mean I'm I, I, I get impatient about this. I've been around too damn long, done too much, seen too much, undergone too damn much to see all of these charlatans run around trying to uh, create a mantle of leadership for themselves. There are leaders Just out there. Just for the there, record, I but agree. But the truth with you. of the matter is that they've been that. suppressed. I agree with what you're saying. It's been yes, suppressed. Now, anyway, let's—I just ramped up the level. That's all. <laughs> now let's get back to being calm, cool, and uh, objective about this whole thing. Well, you know. Thank you. Uh, I'd like to this time, um, um, Dr. Frazier, George C. Frazier. I'd like to um, to, to hear your thoughts. Uh, you heard what Judge Brown had to say. You did hear the audio, and at this time, I'm just going to fade to black. No pun intended. Um, and and just give you guys the next 20 minutes to talk, to address this or whatever it is. Again, I have no intention to construct the conversation. So. Um, <laughs> Yeah. All right, guys, that is it. That is it for the YouTube version. You can find the rest on our Patreon page. Yes, I'm working really, really hard to build that audience. Go to patreon.com slash Valerie Denise Jones, and there you will find the full audio. Well, you will within a few hours because I have to finish rendering it. But yes, that is where you will find it. So yes, it will be up within the next 24 hours. But yeah, Jisha Brown and Dr. Frazier did the darn thing, and I'm really, really proud of them. And if you are proud of me, please continue supporting this channel. Hit the like button, subscribe, and sign up for the alerts. And uh, 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 remember this? Uh. Receiving incoming transmission. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. While I'm on the um, while I'm on the subject, I want everybody to remember support this platform hit that cash app cash app dollar sign valerie denise cash app cash app dollar sign valerie denise cash app cash app dollar sign valerie denise did you enjoy this audio we sure hope you did today's show is sponsored by my olive leaf please visit myoliveleaf.biz to shop for olive leaf extracts which will assist your efforts to transform your life 
detox your body, increase your energy, get restful sleep, and rid your body of antiviral, antibacterial, and antifungal properties. Do not delay. Contact the MOL reps today. Please visit myoliveleaf.biz for their full line of olive leaf extracts and Moringa products. Oh yeah, for those of you who would like a personal consultation, please call the MOL reps at 612-567-3263. Also visit their website and social media pages for the latest on sales, new releases and more. Have a great day. See you in the comments section.